Hello and welcome to the Sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest is someone that we've talked a couple of times before. I've had him on the Off-Kilter show, and I love playing his music. Joe Hubley, thanks for coming to the Sanctuary today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Um, what are you currently working on? Let's start with that. I, you know, I got a lot of things on the go. Uh, it's been it's been a busy little restart from uh, when everything was dropped and nothing was going on. But uh, I've been able to bounce back, which is, I guess, a blessing if you think about it. But, you know, I have a lot of things, you know, regarding music going. Uh, I'm putting out a record before the summer, which I'm very excited about. Uh, it's all produced by me. I play all the instruments and I, I it's kind of a, it's a project that has a piece of my soul in it. So uh, I'm very excited for that. And I. Uh, yeah, I'm just playing around, you know, filling in for other people, playing as many different genres and sounds and bands as I can. Mm. Mm. What's the record going to be called? So it does. It has. It has a couple working titles right now, but I like to do that stuff right when I'm about to release it because I don't want it to be like something that feels outdated. Like after I, <laughs> and it's like, oh, I, I like it to be, you know, named the the artwork, everything like in the moment, so it really represents like how I'm feeling at that moment and like what I feel like the overall sound of the record is. But hmm. it has a couple working titles so far, but nothing too crazy. <laughs> so, do you have a date in mind? I'm thinking I'm going to release a single around uh, late May, early June. The record should follow. It's a, it's a relatively small EP, more record, just kind of trying out a little, a couple different ideas. But um, yeah, it should be around, uh, I'd say, around mid to late June. And well, how many songs are on there? About four or five. A little taste. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, so... Uh, how many instruments do you play? Not just on the record, but just in general. <laughs> Man, I a handful. I'd say about um, eight or nine. I don't know. I try and play, you know, everything I can. I I started out uh, on drums was the first thing that I did, and I just you know hitting it just felt good. Hitting all the drums, making a lot of noise, and I was like, yeah, I could really, I could really do this. And then, you know, after that, you, you know, follows like guitar and whatnot. But I don't know. The thing with me is that like, I just kind of like to, you know, play everything I can get my hands on, but I'm not much of a lessons guy. I think I, I, I just kind of like to, you know, sit with it and we, you know, me, me and the instrument will communicate. We'll see what happens and whatever sound comes out. Then I guess that's the sound the instrument's supposed to make then. So are you saying you pretty much taught yourself how to play all these instruments you play? I don't know. It sounds like I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty odd. But like <laughs> but it's like I get I guess I don't know. It's it's something that, you know, I feel it's I feel it's important for everybody to have, you know, a certain artistic output. Or like it's I think it's therapeutic for everyone to just have that side of themselves where they can sit down and just communicate with this instrument. This instrument will communicate back and that's the music. And I think it's very important for everybody to have that in some form some capacity whether it's you know you're slapping your chest making a little beat or you're singing and you're singing opera i don't know it's there's two there's two extremes there's two balances and i think if everyone should be able to fit in there and everyone can fit in there in some capacity but i think yeah, the way as way the way i operate is just kind of i like to just sit down and i don't know someone I love, you know, collaborating with people and hearing other people's techniques. And it's not that I, I have nothing to learn, but 
I don't know. It's it's better when it's just, you know, on my own time, on my own terms. I feel like I learn better and do, it sounds better overall. So. Mm. so why did you start? Uh, okay, let's actually pause on that one. Rewind a bit. How did you get into music? Like, why did you start playing the drums? I don't know. So I don't know. My family's not really into music. Everyone's my mom plays piano so great and she sounds beautiful on the piano but she doesn't really take it you know seriously and i think when i was about i want to say 10 or 11 for some reason i was hooked and i just wanted a drum set so bad something about it just seemed awesome they were always back there rocking out this is around the time i was like discovering that music really exists like everyone when you're a kid you know music exists it's like oh okay you know whatever but it's really like I started looking at what's happening and I realized like people release albums like there's and they'll have like 10 or 12 of them if they want to. And one artist that really got me like really intrigued me from a young age was the Beatles, which I think a lot of people kind of have that awakening with them. And it's like, oh, like these guys got something they got something different going on. And so I found the Beatles and I bought Abbey Road from Walmart. And I remember taking out that album and I remember listening to that in the car and I was like, wow, this is a, this is like a cool, I've never heard anything like this in my life. And then from there, you know, we had uh, the CDs like that were sitting around the house was like uh, Tom Petty, Johnny Cash was a big one. Billy Joel, you know, guys like that. And I just started listening to all these guys and I was like, everyone's like, sounds different. Like I didn't know you could sound different and have <laughs> these different, you know? And it's just like, that's what that your, your brain starts like, and even if you don't realize in the moment, your brain just slowly starts like making all these different uh, connections. And so that's really has nothing to do with like the drums really, but it's just, that's this is around the time where I was really starting to look at these different you know, I had a little black MP3 and I got a couple songs on there. I just put on repeat, but and that's when I really started looking at like music and the different layers of it. And I thought for some reason, the drums was just this like unspoken. I just needed to have them. So I, I got, a, <laughs> I got a small little drum set for Christmas that I still have. And it's still sitting in the basement and I record all my drums with it. And yeah. And that was my first instrument. And from there, you know, we had a piano sitting around the house. I kind of, I would, I kind of pick things up by ear. So I, I would kind of pick things up by ear, you know, I'd hear a song and try and plunk it out on this out of tune piano. But then, you know, <laughs> guitar comes from there and I find guitar and bass are relatively like, they're pretty accessible from one another. So I kind of hit guitar first, then I went to bass. And, you know, from the, <laughs> from there, it's like, you know, the list goes on. Like I, when you get more inspired, you know, I, I got really inspired r- relatively recently by um, bluegrass music. And so that consists of like mandolin, banjo. So I, of course, had to go and get those and learn them. <laughs> and the, the banjo, the banjo was my quarantine project. That's the one I tried oh. to pick up. It is ridiculous. I don't know. Pete, those people got to, like the coordination and dexterity is ridiculous. I, anyone who plays a banjo, man, there's some talent there. But yeah, it's just, I started off with the drums almost for no particular reason other than it just felt right. It just felt like what was supposed to happen. And I'm thankful it did because I feel like it led down a pretty good path for me to go on. Mm. Okay, so you, you learn the drums and like, it's going great. Um, <laughs> um, 
you know, but you're playing people's songs. At what time do you say, okay, I can write my songs to these things I'm playing? Yeah, so I think it kind of happened. It happened relatively fast, like the writing process. I, I guess I had sat down at the drums. I remember when I got these drums for Christmas, I went downstairs and they were just sitting there. Like they just had them all laid out for me to just see. And I was like, oh, the drums, this is the coolest thing ever. And so I sit right down and I just recently heard, and this was the craziest song at the time. I recently heard The Trooper by Iron Maiden, which is Iron Maiden. Like they go, like, this is a very crazy song. And I was like 11 years old. So I sit right down and I play it. And it's so incorrect. Like, I played it so wrong, but I, I still had the beat. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of felt what to do. And so yeah. that, I guess, you know, that's what kind of happens. And that's what happens when I defiantly refuse these lessons. Is normally when I sit down on an instrument, I'm playing it wrong, inherently wrong. But it's something that, I don't know, it's like that wrong path usually leads and it kind of straightens out and leads to a right one. But you kind of have to get over that hump. So that's what I did with drums. and. But like it's still like that own the own the the way I was playing, even though it was inherently wrong, it felt right to me. So it's like I would write like three other songs with the same beat, and but they all felt different <laughs> to me. And it was they they sound so wrong and so bad. But it's like to me, it's like yeah, like I'm rocking out. Like this is all I know how to do. But it's sounding great and feeling great. And that's the only that's the most important part is that it feels great on the inside when I'm doing this. So. Yeah, and then I guess I just started writing. I had an acoustic guitar sitting at home, and I remember I'd bring over my friends, and we'd all just write a song. They had no interest in music whatsoever, but that was, like, the driving force of my life. So I was like, we got to write a song. And they are like, okay, this seems like something I've never done before, whatever. And so we just, like, write these songs that I think I even still remember. And, I mean, like, <laughs> they were just... Did, did yeah, and then I would just titles, or you just write them? I remember we had I had one song that I wrote with my friend that we I think we hung out this one time and then like we like basically lost touch but this was like grade this is a long time ago but it was called Playing in the Rain and I remember it was like hey maybe I should bring it back eh <laughs> I don't know but I think I w- I remember what I would do is I would sit down with my acoustic guitar and we would both write the words on like some loose leaf and then I would go and play the drums and be like okay let's just pretend this beat's playing in the background because i couldn't at this point you know recording and layering it's another where i haven't even discovered that recording process yet so it's just i remember i know just we would have the beat in our heads or i would and then we would play the song but you know from there you know much more conventional writing comes into play like i remember i started just hearing like melodies in my head or different uh words in my head that i would just like write my notes in my little ipod or something and that kind of that probably started happening like a couple years after you know you learn like you just learn more about music and i think that just comes with like maturing and growing older so you kind of you understand the process of more things quickly and easier like i think i'm like when you get older it's like you see something it's like this is probably how that works but it's like when you're a kid it's like it's fair game. Like, you know, things happen, but you don't know or care how they happen. They just happen and you're going to go about your own life. But I think, yeah, when you get older and you mature more, you kind of write these songs. And like, if I was to compare the songs that I write now (laughs) compared to the songs I wrote before, 
there's going to be a difference, but it's like, if I were also to compare the songs I'm writing now to the songs I'm going to write in 10 years, there's going to be a big difference as well. I compare those songs to when I'm 90, 100 years old, God willing, then I'm, there's going to be a big difference because that stuff just evolves. And it doesn't matter if you're musically inclined or not. It's just your mm. your way of thinking changes and your experiences change the way you think, you know? And I think yeah. that kind of, it's a, it's, a, it's a cycle. And I, I think it is like, it's exciting because you're constantly maturing, you're constantly growing older. And whether you can relate this to music or you can just relate this to the way you operate on a day-to-day basis you know we're always growing i guess so i still got room to go yeah no that that's very true so so okay you you hung out with your friends put this music together um at what time do you think okay i'm gonna record this recording didn't come till like see i moved to halifax about three years ago and I'd always wanted to record, but when you, when you don't have like a studio or like someone that, you know, at a studio, that's like, come to my studio and we'll just record this up. When you don't have that connection, it's like a very foreign world. And I, I remember having some songs written and, you know, this is when I got like my first electric guitar and I was like, oh, I was just rocking it whatever. And I remember I got my first electric guitar and I was like, I just like, like, I, I remember watching guys on stage and being like, I could do that. But like, to get there, you need to record. So I was like, well, how do I, I don't know anybody at a studio. I don't know anybody who records. Looks like I'm just going to have to do it myself. So I have to do all this research and like, how do you record? And at first I thought it was, you get one of those like news reporter handheld recorders and you just like <laughs> put it in the middle of a room. <laughs> I just didn't, nothing made sense. Nothing made sense. But I then realized, you know, there's like equipment you need. So I was like, okay, well, what equipment do you need? And you need an interface. So you have to search out the best interfaces. And I ended up just doing all this research. And then I ended up moving to Halifax. And a guy actually reached out to me. Uh, and he was like, hey, man, I saw your stuff on the internet. Would you, like, have you ever thought of recording and writing a song? And I was like, I, that's all I've been thinking about the wait, past wait, like, before year. Before you said, like, you had stuff on the internet. What other what things did you have on the internet? Mainly just videos of me playing whatever cover. I never had any like original songs or anything on the internet, but I would usually when I would play, you know, any kind of live, like at school or something, any kind of live performance or busking, uh, I would usually like post a little snippet, you know, let people know that I am, you know, I'm into the music, this is what songs I'm doing, whatever. No one really ever like cared. It was more for just kind of my... You know, but I just wanted to, I felt like I had to put it out there. So I kind of had a little uh, collection of videos and little snippets on, you know, Instagram and YouTube. And so this guy found them and he was like, hey, you know, it's great. You know, I love this, this, this and this. You ever thought of writing your own songs and recording them? And I was like, that's all I've been thinking about the past year. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't know how to get there. And he was like, well, I love your stuff. And um I have a little, like a little small, humble studio space. And I would love to, you know, get together and see what happens. I was like, dude, like, this is it. Like, I made it. <laughs> like, I'm good. <laughs> this is awesome. Like, this is where it's good. Like, all of my, all of the events have led me to this point. So I yeah. meet him. His name's Bray Sherman. Absolutely the nicest guy. And he lives in uh, Halifax. He's a producer, very talented. And so we get together. I don't know what I'm doing. I just brought my little electric guitar over and I was like, uh, so 
this is what I was thinking. And he was like, okay, well, that's, that's cool. Like, but we'll, you know, we'll work on something. And so we kind of ditched everything that, that I brought in. We we're like, okay, let's just write something together right now. Mm. And, you know, it kind of took a lot of forms. Like at this time, this is, uh, I guess I would have been grade 10. I would have been, uh, I would have just turned 15. And I remember I was being, I just recently, I knew I wanted to, I just recently found like soul music. And I, the way I found soul music was, I think, pretty unconventional. I heard Childish Gambino's uh, Awaken My Love album from 2016. And that has like Redbone on it, which is a very popular song. And I heard that on the radio and I was like, what kind of music is this? This is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. But I couldn't really put my finger on it. And everyone was saying it's like R&B, Neo, Soul. And I was like, I got to figure out what that is. <laughs> and I, then I heard, I remember offhandedly, I found um, The Temptations, Ain't Too Proud oh, to Bag. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. This is where, mu- this is music. Because these guys that are singing, like, I just feel it. I feel what whatever they're, I ain't too proud to bag. Please don't leave me, girl. Like he's like he he, but it's like so upbeat and so bouncy and happy. It's like mm-hmm. what a clash, you know what I mean? Like this this does not sound mm-hmm. like it's, and it was just so intriguing to me. So I remember I was just like breaching that universe, and mm-hmm. I was I kind of came in there and I was like I want to write whatever this is. Like I want to I want to like purvey this, you know. And I remember it was like, it was, that's a bit of a struggle when you haven't listened to it a long time. You don't really know how to go about it. So, but my home base, which I think, you know, when you're 15 years old, that's a lot of people's home bases. It's just like rock and roll. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what's easiest to come back to. And so when we kind of naturally went at it, we started writing in like his little studio space. Rock and roll was just very easy to spit out. You know what I mean? So then the end product being uh, a song called Tired Eyes that is on, you know, Spotify and whatnot, that I feel like that is a mix of a lot of different things. But it kind of I feel like a lot of those things kind of got lost in translation with it just being like a rock song, which I'm not, you know, I'm not even not happy about because I think, it, you know, the end product is something that is can be proud of. But I think there's a lot of things that I wanted to do with that song that necessarily didn't uh necessarily got, got lost in in translation so the and flashing forward with this record i want to put out or this little ep i want to put out before the summer that's kind of this this effort's kind of me okay let's take a step back i because i've been working on this little ep for like a year a year and a half just re-recording songs writing all these songs just honing all the craft that i can by myself because i want I want the exterior influences to show a lot brighter and clearer. I don't want it to just be like a this is a rock record or this is a blues record. That yeah, I want it to okay, well this is like this has kind of got a rock energy to it, yeah. but it's got a very bluesy feel or this has kind of got like a more laid back, but it's kind of country. It's kind of westerny folk, you know? So I I I want a lot of those I want a lot of those influences to to show so i think it's something i couldn't really accomplish you know uh i guess two years ago but it's something i can definitely accomplish now and i'd rather take my time with it and let that happen rather than rush it out you know so i think that's kind of that's kind of how i feel about that first one but you know it's it's not a bad song it's not yeah bad. yeah no i like that <laughs> um and then what was the process of making uh you got it so that one came out 
that one came about a bit differently. So I released the first one, Tired Eyes, in uh, January of 2019. And so I played a couple gigs after that. Um, and I was kind of touring. i not really touring, but I was touring around the HRM, you know, if you will, with uh, another band that I had kind of just with a couple of my high school friends. Kind of started to pick up, but, you know, people get busy and it's high school, you know what I mean? So things come and go relatively quickly. But that was a great group to have. And uh, coming off that, going into that summer around June of 2019, I kind of wanted to, you know, record another one, maybe record now. Who knows? Because I had a bunch of songs written. And I was like, OK, this time I'm ready to, to do something else. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to a producer that I knew uh, named Chris Ionetti and very talented guy as well. This he the thing with him is. He was a bit more like he he's been around like he's he's older. Bray's like only a young guy like any and it was more kind of just us collaborating stuff. But when I was rec- going in to record the second single, he was recording uh, someone else's album. I forget her name, but it's, it I did listen through it. It was very good. But I reached out to Chris and he accepts me and I kind of come in with a couple recordings that I made at home because at this at this point I kind of had like a very small studio setup i couldn't have any i would just play my guitar into my laptop and like i had a little like drum machine app with the keyboard but i couldn't do any effects on my guitar so it was really just like like very plasticky sounding guitar so i bring chris in a couple of these recordings that are like so busted and i was like yeah man this is what i was thinking like i have a couple of these songs and he's like okay like these are these are these are fine and so we pick one out of, I think, the three that I brought in, and that ends up being You Got It, the second single I, I released there. And it kind of went through, uh, the first, it's very similar to the demo that I kind of concocted in my head. Uh, I play all the instruments again on that one, uh, like the first one. Uh, it's a, a bit of a theme, I don't know. I guess I'm a bit of a control freak, but I kind of, <laughs> I get on there, I, I start playing, you know. Uh, he helps out with, like, a lot, he does a lot of, like, the computer work. A much more advanced, uh, high-end studio than Bray's. Not even against Bray's, but Bray's more of like a young guy. Kind of more of an intimate setup. Chris just did this big renovation into a studio. Big vocal booth, big all this. So not neither one's necessarily better or worse. It's just very different. Mm-hmm. And I think I was kind of expecting uh, the vibe of Bray when I was going into Chris's studio. So I, like, and this is my, <laughs> <laughs> this is my second time in the studio. So I was almost like, it was just like I didn't know really how to operate. Because a lot of what Bray and I did was just like, we just sat and ha- hung out, you know, talked about music. Like it was very low key, and very mellow and very organic. But Chris was kind of, he's more like, get the high end studio is more business. Like and he, and he doesn't want me any longer there as well. Like he, we got to spit this song out, you know, and which is a very good way to operate. It's just, again, two sides of the coin. So I was kind of going in, expecting the first time. And I didn't really know how to operate in the studio. So it was kind of, you know, I kind of just get get going. We spit this song out. And yeah, it ends up being you got it. What I feel is a much more uh, a much more mature song for who I was at the time. Again, I look back at it now, and especially because I'm going, you know, like I'm about to turn, I'm about, I'm going to turn 18 in like a month and a half, so I'm only 17. So like I don't know anything about maturity, but I think like when I think back to when I was 15, when I spit this song out. And uh, it's just like, it was a much more mature song for who I was at the time. But now that I'm 17, looking back at both these songs, it's like, okay, well, I can do a lot better. And I know I can do a lot better because 
now I'm recording these songs myself rather than having to rely on someone else. And it's like, the thing is, I don't know if it's necessarily better that I'm recording them myself, but I'm definitely no professional by any means. I'm very amateur at it, but I think that it's like it one perk because it's like 100% me. Like it's, it's very vulnerable. It's like, it's 100%. No one else, no message can be misconstrued because no one's like, checked it out like it's all me you know so i don't know if it'll work or not until i really put it out there but i am very excited for it but yeah so that that's kind of yeah no i was <laughs> gonna ramble i was just gonna say that's kind of how that second song kind of came oh, okay. out and, yeah i know dude. yeah like, i've played those two songs a lot of times on my radio show and like i mean the feedback i get is always great um oh and, thank you so much yeah love it love them um and now you're seeing this ep you're like recording everything so what did you like set up your own studio or what what what's going on there yeah so i did a lot of research and uh yeah i have a little a very humble studio space in my in my basement and yeah i gotta like i record drums there i got a little setup if i think of a professional producer came and checked this out they'd probably frown upon it but you know it's it's (laughs) (laughs) i've kind of found you know uh, a combination of relatively cheap mics to kind (laughs) of stitch stitch them together and get the job done but recording drums has been the hardest part um but yeah I, i think i've got it done and yeah and then i have a little i record bass and guitar and Trying to think what other instruments we have even on there. Got a couple people to do some strings and uh, horns as well. And yeah, it's just. Yeah, so I'm attacking a real different flavor with this little like because I feel like this this sound that I'm about to put out is kind of what I've always wanted to go for. But again, it's kind of been a little just this far out of reach. And I, I think that what i what i put out with these last two singles was just like what was natural but like not necessarily what i wanted to do but i think this one these songs that i'm putting out especially this first single i'm gonna release i think it's really what i want to do and what's natural so it's exciting that it's both and it's like a a very organic process to spit out Mm. but yeah what is this single called so the first thing I'm going to release is called California, I'm Coming. And that song is about uh, me, uh, somebody uh, going to California in search of stardom and fame and realizing that it is not, it's impossible and you can't do it anymore. And he ends up washed up and not who he wants to be and unhappy. But And he regrets the day that he ever said, California, I'm coming. Instead of just, <laughs> you know, getting an education, getting a job, having a family, you know, but I think it's kind of loosely, oh no, I wouldn't even say loosely. It's very inspired by, you know, who I am and who I was growing up because up until very recently, I was going to like, you know, move to New York, busk on the streets until something happened. But it's just, it's it's about that. I think the, the person in the song, they're, they're very outdated and that's a very outdated way to go about it because now with social media and the a multitude of reasons the whole process is different you can't just like it used to be like people spitting out record deals like you just get big and you just (laughs) you make it or whatever but that 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 concept those two concepts are almost uh they're they just don't exist anymore it just it's not how it works it's just not how it goes anymore so i think 
this I think the song is kind of funny to me because the person going through this is so outdated and they just don't understand. But you know, they're gonna find it the, the hard way, and that's so kind of who you, I was. You, you do the song that has the horns on it. Yeah. Oh man, I love horns. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> well, that's. I, I hope you like this one too. It's got some, you know, organ, whatever I can throw in there, you know. <laughs> so, so is it done or? Very close to being done. So that one, I want to release relatively uh, in the near future. Um, that one's still getting mixed around right now, and a few things being fixed up um, vocal wise. But mm-hmm. really, yeah, I just kind of did the vocals uh, a couple days ago, and. Um, I, it sounds like when I say that, it sounds like I'm like, it's a big thing. I was really just in my pajamas in my basement <laughs> singing, but because it's all me. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah I just I just uh, sang and did, <laughs> did the vocals. And uh, I'm just kind of doing some, you know, some producing work, some backing vocals, fixing up a couple small spots that are a bit like messy the first go around. And mm-hmm. this song is funny because. Like, I feel like, because I've done this before, like, this song has been, I re-recorded this song. I think this is the fifth, like, iteration of it, because I recorded the demo, a very basic uh, demo, and I was like, this song rocks. It is awesome. And But then I tried to record it again, because it was a very messy demo. I just kind of threw it together, and I was like, okay, this will be, like, the good copy, if you will. And tried to record it again, and I just couldn't get the same feel. And I didn't want to like, okay, whatever, let's just put it out. Like I wanted it to really feel good. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying, I think earlier, just like taking my time to really be careful and make sure that this is like 100% me and 100% what I want to be represented by. And so I put this, yeah, I put this second version together and it's just like, ah, it's not working. So anyways, two, three, four times a day. <laughs> and I was like, but I, I know I don't want to just trash this song throw it by the wayside because it i I, uh, I it's a fun song it is like i i like it and so this time i went at it i tried to i got some advice and it was like we were talking about vocals and just like mixing them it's like when you have the highs and lows you always cut you never add because i would just make it muddy so i was like okay let me take that mindset that principle and add it to my struggle to recording the song instead of you know because I, I already heard the end goal because I recorded this demo. So I was like, let's just drop all that, record very basically like what I think the song should be bare bones. And then when I have that and I'm happy with it, that's when I can add very small amounts of things rather than just going crazy. And that's a problem with when you're recording just by yourself. It's like you can go crazy and no one's going to say anything, but that might <laughs> <laughs> that might be at, like the detriment of that may be yours. So like, I think that like, it's like you have no one there to keep you in check or coach you or anything. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't know if that's for the better or for worse, but I think it varies, but I think, yeah. So that's the problem I struggle with a lot is just not going crazy or not doing enough. So I kind of have to find <laughs> a balance. And so I, that one I'd struggle with, but this time I definitely got it. And I'm very happy with the, the end product right. now. So fifth times a charm. Times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you know what? Like, I, I, I mean, I, when you kind of mention tracks, like I edit, right? So I kind of know. Okay, so like this video can go here, and you can put a video here, or you put this sound here. So talk me through it when you are making a song. Like, how do you like what? What is the very first track you lay, right? And then how what 
how do you add the other pieces until like you kind of know what the song is and then you play one instrument from beginning to end and then you do that for every single one yeah so it kind of it varies um conventionally you would i guess do what's called uh bed tracks so you would you know i would sit down if i was primarily an acoustic guitar singer guy i would have this song written on the acoustic guitar and sing it and then i would just put a microphone right here hit record and just play the songs like a metronome so you can have the form and then what you would do with that is you would have the drummer come in sit down in his drums and play that track of the the main form of the song in his headphones and he played drums along to that. And then you got the bass guy, bass man comes in, plays the bass along to the drums, you know, then you'd probably hit the guitar next. So you got that guitar over. And so then you got that drums, bass, guitar trifecta, which is the staple of all Western music for the last, you know, however many years. And you got that little uh, foundation. And so then, from there, you can add, you know, if you got some keys, add some keys like piano, organ, synth, whatever, uh, some percussion. If you want to put in some percussion, you know, that's kind of when you got a little free reign and then top it all off with the cherry on top, the vocals, you know, hit the vocals. I think that's roughly the process. There's always place like different ways you can rearrange it. But usually the drums go first just to, you know, so everything's kind of based off the drums so it doesn't sound messy. With my recordings, I like to, you know, usually skip the first part of the bed track because if it's just me, I know the song. So I kind of like to just hear it in my head. Oh. And what I also think that does, which some a lot of people <laughs> would frown upon this, but I like for my recordings to be just a bit messy, like just a bit unrefined. So it's like this does sound a little amateur because I think, I don't know, I like recordings that really have like a raw edge to it and they really feel like it's almost like a, an energetic live performance i want this to feel like they're there and they're hearing me play this and it's like everyone's jumping everyone's jamming and grooving and have a good time i find recordings that are too heavily produced it's not that there's anything bad with it and it's definitely like a uh admirable style but it's not one that really feels uh me i just feel like i'm a very like high energy guy i like to jump around and do my thing and so I like for my recordings to be just a bit messy so it feels raw it feels natural it feels like this is being played in front of me you're allowed to screw up because the energy's there and that's all that matters and it's got me feeling good when I'm listening so I think I like to just kind of play the drums as to the how I hear it in my head and I find that kind of does just enough to kind of make it just a little bit unrefined and so then you you know I hit bass over that I'll hit some guitar over that and then you know the rest is history I guess okay all right um but like how long in the average would you say it takes you to finish one song like that's going to be on this ep it depends i think the the writing for me is usually pretty fast like when i hear an idea i usually like it usually unravels pretty fast and that's how you know it's a good idea is when it like it unravels real fast and i'm not struggling to finish it or put it together if it struggles and I take too long with it, I more than likely just end up, you know, ditching it and never using it. But um, the recording for me takes a little bit longer, mainly one, because I'm not, not very good at it. But two, because it is all me. So it's like I don't really have anyone else to rely on mentally. 
So when I like when I'm sitting there for like four or five hours just recording, my basement has no heat. Like it's freezing down there, and it's like I can only like. Sometimes you just have to like, okay, that was good for today. I gotta take a break, like because mentally it's like sometimes it can be tiring just sitting down there not talking for like five hours, just sitting at your computer. Your posture's all, you know, everything. It's so it takes a little toll on you. So I think that. It sometimes takes me a little longer. It depends on, like, the song. Like, I've had songs that I've recorded in, you know, almost a day. Like, a day and a half. Not including mixing, because that's very, that's a little harder. But there's I've had some songs, like this uh, single I've been working on, California, I'm Coming. Mm-hmm. I've been working on that for, I've been working on that for almost a, a year. Like, just re-recording it, re-recording I recorded that original demo uh, May of last year, 2020. And I'm intending to release it, you know, late May 2021. So it's been in the works for it's been in the works for a while. But yeah, it always it always depends, you know. Do you think it would be faster if you like work with more people? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. I do really think or even if I even if I worked with a with a producer, but you know, I don't know why I don't. I, I, and I really I think it's because <laughs> I think I am like a, a one. I think it started as I was like, I couldn't find anybody to really, uh, really like commit and commit to this project. So I was like, you know, I just got to do it myself. You know? <laughs> and, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Like it is, it can be difficult. You have this yeah. idea and it sounds great. And then you reach out to people and you're like, hey, let's do this thing. I'm like, oh man, this idea is great. Let's do it. And then someone has, you know, this thing to do. And then now that person has this thing to do. And, and you know, <laughs> it's kind of difficult for you to be like, but we, you know, we agreed to do this thing because it is your thing, right? And they have their thing to do. So, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do it myself, man. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. But like the difference between me and you is that most times it's just me, a camera, a mic. That's it. But you're like doing 20 things. So I, if, I, <laughs> if I had to do something that took five, six things, I would never do it myself. That's very true. <laughs> so respect, respect for doing all that and like putting in the work to do all these things you're doing. Um, I know you, you, you have some mixing to do, but I'm going to let you go with this question though. Um, why make music? Why make music? <sighs> it's a good question. It's a good question. I think music is something that is just it's it's because some people some people think that it's like oh well he's a musician she's a musician I could never be a musician I'm just not a musician I can't play guitar I'm not a musician. But I think it's funny because I'm going to get real philosophical here. This is going to be awesome, man. I I <laughs> listen, I think music is something that isn't it's not necessarily inside me. It's not necessarily inside you. It's not inside anybody. I think it's just it's it's just present. I uh, you know, wherever you go, no matter what you do, and I'm you know, I'm a big guy of like equality, unity, multicultural unity, everything. I think that we are, we're all joined together by something and I think whether that's, you know, God, whether that's something crazy that the human mind can't comprehend, I think one facet of it or one form of it 
that we can't comprehend is music. And I think it's a very spiritual presence. I think it's a it's a it's a force that like kind of unites us all. Like I, I think I was saying earlier, like maybe you can't play guitar, but you can you know clap along, snap, do your thing, whatever. Or you could rip a the great greatest guitar solo anyone's ever seen. I think it's music is something that can, anyone can do and anyone can join in on. And I think everyone has a good gets a relatively good feeling about it. And I think it's it's funny because it's it's just something that I'm so proud to to do. And it's something that is so it's natural to me because it only because I want it to be because it makes me so happy and it makes me feel so good. And there's so many different types of music. And it's like, well, why does all these different types of music make me feel the same way? Or like, why does this type of music not make me feel very good? But this type of music makes me feel real good. And I think it's just so it's 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 great because there's something out there for everybody. And if I can contribute my little tiny piece to somebody that might uh, have get a good feeling from it, then that's the most satisfying thing that I think I could ever do. And I think you know, I, of course, I want to accomplish, you know, different things with my life and there's different goals I have and whatever. But I think, one, it's therapeutic for me and makes me feel good. But two, if it makes someone else feel good, then that's the greatest accomplishment I could ever achieve. So it's something I don't know. The answer might be somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I got it. Man, Joe, uh, thanks so much for coming to the sanctuary and sharing so much about your work. I mean, I'm going to ask for a big favor. I'd love to play out the show, not with uh, California, like the whole song, but just a section of the song. I just need like 20 seconds. That's it. I can definitely do it. Do you want me to send you something? I can definitely yes, do that for yes, you. Yes, just 20 seconds. That's what I like to play out this episode with. I can definitely do that for you. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so honored to be here. I had a blast. Yeah.